Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Game Talk Radio. I'm Greg, and uh, today uh, we're, we're kind of back, you know, in kind of the usual podcast format. We have a few different stories to talk about, um, but the first one I wanted to cover was actually a pretty big one. This happened a couple days ago, and it, it, it hits me personally, um, not, not that it was done to me, um, but it, with what I've been currently a part of as far as the drop rate YouTube channel and, and everything like that. So uh, this, this popped out, uh, I want to say, a couple days ago. Um, someone posted, uh, uh, someone from the YouTube channel Suggestive Gaming posted to you, uh, to the PS4 subreddit and said, Hey, I think that another YouTuber ripped off my content. And so he accused Game Ranks, uh, which is a, a YouTube, uh, channel, which has about 4 million subs. I, I don't personally, actually what's funny is I was subscribed to them. I don't, the drop rate channel was, I don't know if I saw a video by them and subbed them sometime or something. I'm not quite sure what happened there. Um, but I unsubscribed obviously after a lot of this stuff came out, but, uh, it was, you know, this channel with 4 million subscribers does a lot of these top 10 videos. It does, you know, you know, very controversial kind of clickbaity articles, but it's very popular, you know, so it is what it is. And I'm, I'm not going to knock them for doing something that people watch. It's, it's whatever. And however, they, they were accused of basically taking the script and the entire video idea from another channel, suggestive gaming, which at the time had about 6,000 subscribers. Um, so initially he comes out and he says this on the PS4 subreddit and he's like, Hey, you know, I think they stole my script and my idea. Like their video is almost one for one, like my video. And then some awesome Reddit users. Um, I want to try to find the name of them. Cause there was a, in, in the Reddit thread itself, uh, one, one guy like busted his ass and like took care of everything. So let's see if I can find him here. Uh, and then there was obviously a thing saying, you know, if they don't respond, post it into the gaming subreddit, which it was posted there and then subsequently removed for whatever reason. I don't know why somebody would remove something like that. I guess maybe because it wasn't gaming related as far as like positive, you know, I don't, okay, no, let's go there. Um, so, uh, the, the user's name was bacon pancake maker. So here's what he wrote after he watched the videos. He goes, all right, so I watched certain parts side by side on my monitors and the parts where you cut in the middle of a cutscene in some scenes have the exact same timing in their video, especially the first few parts. And the Orko stab scene started at 4.57 in his video and then 4 minutes and 50 seconds in GameRank's video. They tried to hide the next scene with a transition, but you can see behind the transition that they cut to the exact same fiery house scene. Now, the question is, were all the scenes you put in your video captured directly from your console, or did you also download bits and pieces of others' videos? Because you may have sourced the same videos. I'm not saying you copied others, just saying that if you downloaded said scenes from other sources, they may have gotten them from similar sources too. So that's what Bacon Pancake Maker wrote. So he actually watched the videos more in depth. So originally, uh, the original poster who is... Um, Jarapi, so J-O-R-A-P-I on Reddit, he's, uh, the, the, he runs the suggestive gaming YouTube channel. And so he said, you know, here's what his post said. Um, he said, Game Ranks, a YouTube channel with almost 4 million subscribers, just uploaded a video called The Story of Kratos. This video is a straight rip off my channel, a little over 6,000 subs. 
video called God of War, What You Need to Know, just dumbed down. The comic sections they cover, the story beats they go over, and even some of the lines they use are straight from our video with minor tweaks. This is an egregious event of a larger YouTube channel scalping content from a small channel and putting it, putting in minimal effort to regurgitate it to their massive following. I wouldn't be upset about this, but this video was our first hint of some slight success, and now it's frustrating to see a big channel try to stomp it. I hate to ask people to spread awareness or disparage Game Rank since I've had no problem with this channel in the past, but this video is such a blatant ripoff of ours that even commentators have come into our video mentioning it. I just don't know what to do, but I do know that I don't want these people getting away with this lightly. So that was his initial post. So then... He edits his original post a bunch because there was some uh, a reply from Jake Baldino. So Jake Baldino apparently is like one of the four guys that runs Game Ranks. And so he, he responds in the Reddit thread. And he says, hey there, lead producer of Game Ranks channel here. As such, I take full responsibility for everything we make, and I can confidently tell you we've never seen your video. I know it's easy to think the big guys are going out against the little guys, but please know that we are just four idiots in a room making videos, and we used only the God of War fan wiki and a compilation of every single cutscene as our guide, as did the hundreds of other videos detailing Kratos and the God of War lore on YouTube. To your credit, your video is better edited, and our voiceover guy totally whiffed the reveal of Ares setting up Kratos thanks to poor explanation, and you nailed it. So that's him basically saying, you know, we've never seen your video. We didn't copy you. You're full of it. And he had, and of course, this comment, Reddit Justice at Work, his comment had negative 2561, uh, or had 2561 downvotes. It was a negative score. Uh, and uh, so then... You know, that's kind of the first, you know, that was his first response. And then there's all this proof kind of coming out. So then that's when ben Bacon Pancake Maker points out the exact times of the scene and all this other sort of stuff. Um, then another user, uh, Luke4571, posted a video as evidence that this is our source video. So another user comes out and says, I've got more proof. And then Jake Baldino comes back in and he says... This looks like you are correct, and now I need to admit I was wrong, and that I slipped, and that this slipped by under my watch. It looks like one of our editors ripped your cutscenes, and while I stand by the rest of our script and content, that is still unacceptable. I'm PMing you. So now he's basically saying, "Oh yeah, it did happen. We did rip your content, but we didn't rip off your your script or your idea. We just used your video to save time because we didn't want to record all the cutscenes ourselves." Is basically what he's saying. So. And then when you go back, it does really kind of make his original his original statement kind of asinine because now he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're just the big guy and everyone always wants to take down the big guy. And it's really easy to say the big guy's coming after the little guy. It, it had nothing to do with that. Like they straight up stole his content. And it's really frustrating to me. And, and you know, we're not anywhere even near suggestive gaming, uh, which, by the way, sub to him to just to stick it to game ranks and unsub to them if 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 you already were. But like. You know, we're not even close to the 6,000 subs that Suggestive Gaming had, but we're, you know, we're getting close to 600, and I feel like I could put out some quality content, and then all of a sudden one day someone just steals it for this huge mega channel, and you feel like you can't do anything. And what could you do? Copy, you know, file a copyright claim? He doesn't technically own the footage to the God of War game. Even if it's the footage he captured, he'd have, that'd be a really hard sell. So he can't really do that. And so there's really. <sighs> There's almost feel like there's nothing you can do. And then, of course, it brings into question everything like if you record gameplay, is that your property, the footage you recorded 
or is it still technically the property of Sony and, and you don't own rights to claim against it and all this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, so, so that's kind of what was happening. And, you know, he, he kept, I, I just get the feeling like, uh, like the guy from game ranks, you know, this Jake Baldino guy, I think what happened was he saw someone attack one of his videos. He didn't look into it. He didn't ask about it. He just said it. He was like, you know what? We didn't do that. You know, and who knows, maybe they get accused all the time. So by default, he's just like, you know, by default, he's like, you know what? Just whatever, just handle it. You know, we, we're, we'll just go out there and deny anything because I'm sick of getting these things. But with something that serious, like you have to ask around about that. And then, uh, you know, so anyway, he just kind of blew it off. And then all this proof comes in. And then he admits he makes a mistake. And then what's really funny, so my friend Jared, um, pro Jared, has called them out recently for stealing content from Peanut Butter Gamer. So this isn't the first time that they've done this, although Peanut Butter Gamer is a much bigger YouTube than these guys are. So this was Jared's tweet to Game Ranks, and I actually saw this uh, at the end of December and didn't really think much about it um, because I was like, oh, you know, it's just, you know, some YouTube drama and stuff, and I didn't really put much thought into it. I'm take my headphones off there so I can hear better. Um, and this was Jared's tweet at Game Ranks. I'm not sure what's worse about your worst games of 2017 video. The intentionally vague script to get away with describing each game without having to play them or the blatantly stolen Bomberman footage from at Peanut Butter Gamer. So Jared just like goes nuts on these guys, <laughs> which is just awesome. It gets retweeted like 200 times, gets a, a thousand likes, you know, nothing crazy. Um... But yeah, so this isn't the first time they've done this. Uh, and then even on even on like their comments on YouTube, their fans and well, I guess Peanut Butter Gamers fans were saying, hey, I hope you gave credit to this person for this footage here. And so these guys, this is not something new. And now is this is this, um, you know, is this the like a, a one off or was this something that they purposefully do? And then you could you could argue, well, is this, I just followed uh, Suggestive Gaming on Twitter because why not? Oh, they're from Milwaukee. Oh, that's awesome. I should I should talk to those guys. That's really awesome. Um, and that really sucks for them that that happened, but that's absolutely awesome that uh, that they're from, they're, they're kind of local. You know, we're up in Green Bay, so that's awesome. Um, but so this is, so was this one, of, or is this an intentional thing that they've purposely been doing? Like, are they, are they lazy or are they intentional and which one's worse, right? So is it, is it better to be lazy, find a YouTube video, YouTube video footage of the games you want, rip those, make a compilation video. Now with the amount of content they put up, it would not, it would not surprise me if that's just how they do it. They've always just gone onto YouTube, ripped some footage and whatever. And it looks like in the case of the God of War game, at least they, not only did they, rip the video but they also kind of stole the core concept of the idea which kind of led to this whole thing and so just a really like really crappy story you know and i hate when people don't take responsibility for stuff like that and this is definitely something that would be really easy for them to come out and just be like you know what it happened it is what it is you know we're gonna this guy's done editing videos for a while or i mean i don't know maybe they're all friends they're probably all part of the business together but like i know here like if i saw jordan doing something like that which he would never do but if i saw jordan doing that or jeremy doing that i'd be like what like no that that does not happen on our channel that does not happen and this guy should take leadership now did he know what was going on it was turning a blind eye or was did he really just not check anyway so he gets down uh 
Baldino gets downvoted to hell because that's how Reddit justice works. And then, um, uh, this happened, uh, let's see, yesterday. So then yesterday, GameRanks removes the God of War video and takes to Twitter to offer a formal apology that wasn't buried in downvotes and criticism since you can't see a lot of stuff on Reddit the more it gets downvoted, so you couldn't see their, their comments on there. So this was their tweet, and it just said, we need to apologize. And then it was a picture of these uh, of this um of this little speech here as you probably know it has come to light that we used other creators footage from both suggestive gaming and peanut butter gamer in parts of our videos one of our editors got lazy and it slipped by that is no excuse we realize this is a grave mistake and completely unacceptable the blame is not on one it's on all of us as a whole we are also looking at our process and investigating other videos that this editor has done in the past but the damage is already done we genuinely apologize to the creators and viewers we pissed off and moving forward to 2018 this will not happen again thank you for holding us accountable um i mean that's your pretty cut and dry apology uh personally to me it just sounds like a, like a big old jerk off like like I don't, that doesn't do anything for me, you know, like reading something like that, it, it tells like, I don't, I don't feel bad for these guys. It almost feels like, you know, this is what happens. You know, you get really famous, you do something wrong, you apologize, and then your fans stick up for you no matter what, <laughs> for whatever reason, whether it's this or it's, you know, the, the, the JP thing, um, you know, or whatever it is like their fans stick by them through just the stupidest, dumbest stuff. And then one of the last things he said was one of the things we learned pre pretty early on is don't ever, ever try to lie on the internet because they will catch you. Well, duh, you know, but I look at this whole thing. And again, just because we have a channel and, and we don't do a lot of content like this, like we don't do, you know, the story of, or this cool thing, but I, I, I've always thought about doing stuff metal gear related to that because I'm such a metal gear fan. So, you know, I could, I, I would think about doing something like that. But then what happens, I do that, and then, you know, some big YouTuber comes in, and everyone loves his content. And here's the other side of it. How many of those Game Ranks fans do you think are going to like suggestive gaming? Probably not very many. And that's really, really sad because, you know, you'd like to see all of the videos, all the people that liked that video say, man, you know, uh, this guy actually did the a really good original content, so let's, you know, let's, let's subscribe to him. You know, th this is good videos for people. Um, but anyway, so, uh, they, uh, the good news is they have gained like a thousand subscribers over like a, apparently last couple days. So that's fantastic. I'm very happy for those guys. And, um, I, I, am going to start watching a lot of their stuff. Uh, they, they seem to do really well with, uh, with, um, you know, like, everything on their channel looks pretty good and they do, you know, they've got, uh, some, some group plays, let's plays. It's a group of guys doing basically they're exactly what we're trying to do, you know? And, and obviously they're a little further along than we are. And, and so I can totally relate to what they were going through and hopefully this will make awareness to it. And I'd love for everyone who listens to this to even, you know, subscribe to them too, you know? And I'm not saying you have to hate game ranks because out of four people, it's certainly possible. One guy was churning out videos like that and someone else didn't know but I doubt it, you know? And so I'm not saying like grab the pitchforks or anything, but this is one of those cases where, yeah, they should have known better. And I just feel like that apology isn't enough. I feel like if I was game ranks, what I would do is I would actually, like if this was a legit mistake, I would go to them and say, look, here's the revenue we made off that video while it was up. We're going to donate that to you guys, give them whatever, who knows what it was, probably not very much, but we you know it was only up for a day, but we'll give you that. And then what we want to do is want to have you guys come out and like, 
hang with us, do some videos with us and let's put it all to bed. You're like, let's, let's make, I want you to know now, maybe, maybe that would be looked at as bribery too. Who knows? But that's what I would do if I was a big channel. And this was a legitimate mistake. If it's not a legitimate mistake and it is just what it is, eh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, I guess. And it just, as a small YouTuber and as so many people out there are grinding away as small YouTubers trying to make things work. I mean, how ridiculous to have your stuff stolen by a channel that doesn't need to steal it. They're going to get their views. Like they, I mean, come on guys. Like you, you can, you can go get God of War footage anywhere and of all places to rip it off from. Like, I mean, that's mega lazy too. Like you don't even have the, the, the intelligence to like rip off a different video from the story video you're ripping off. I mean, that's mental that that's like the worst of the worst. You know, they couldn't even have just gone and just found the blank cutscenes and then cut up the cutscenes to go along with their narrative that they already ripped off of these guys, you know? And obviously there's only one way to tell a story of Kratos, you know, like there's, there's one Kratos story of his origins and what's been going on with him, but they were very similar videos. And I actually think the suggestive gaming video was better. It does. Uh, that video does now have 269,000 views, which is awesome. Um, but they also, they get some really good views. They're uh, they have a dead rising video that they put up a year ago that was at 145,000 views, which is really awesome. And, uh, you know, a lot of their stuff, it's kind of reminds me of our channel. You know, they've got a couple of four thousands, a couple of a hundreds or two hundreds, and then, you know, they'll have another one with 5.6 thousand. So they, they get hit videos that strike it big. And then they, you know, have some videos that are, you know, kind of fall aside, you know, very similar to us. Obviously they have a lot more subscribers than we do though. But, uh, yeah, um, so I'm, I'm totally with you guys, Suggestive Gaming. Um, you're out of Milwaukee, man. We're in Green Bay. We should totally uh, hook up. I think that'd be really awesome to uh, to, to collab on something. And uh, not that you're listening to this, but hopefully if you find it or if you hear it, you know, just know that we're with you and that a lot of the small YouTube, I mean, the community camp with you and, and you did the right thing. You went to... Uh, you went to Reddit about it and, uh, and they got the exposure it needed, man. So congratulations on that. And, and, uh, it's seemingly a, a positive end of the story, except you don't know to when it's going to happen again, but obviously it knocked game ranks off their high horse and they can't, uh, you know, they're not going to get away with something like this again. And you know, now that they should be under quite a lot of scrutiny with every video they release because of this uh, event. And that's how it should be. Uh, and then moving on. So the, there were a couple of little stories here and then, uh, and then we're going to wrap this one up today, but there was some really, uh, it's been kind of a slow news week for games. You know, it, it really has, like, I, I always look for new things and, and there's a lot of like little ones, like, you know, this one really kind of bugged me, but this was a uh, Starcraft players were forced to redo matches in a tournament after they got seeded wrong. So the way they seed this tournament is actually kind of bonkers. Um, because I mean, it's, but it's the only way apparently it makes everybody happy. So they, you know, they, they, they did the seating or they were supposed to do the seating a certain way. Uh, they, they like set it up how it's supposed to go based off of, you know, um, like where they came from, like what other tournaments were around and then, and then they're randomly pitted against each other. The original bracket had several errors and they had to play different teams. So as annoying as the rules were, they were broken and then they had to replay these matches. Now, I, I'm I've run a few tournaments. I've seen uh, friends run huge tournaments, and the huge tournaments. I mean, something like this is is huge, but I can't imagine try, making people replay a match and having to redo an entire bracket like that. For one, all that stuff takes a ton of time. But besides the taking time, you then have the people who won. 
what if they lose the actual match then? And then they're pissed because they won their first game. You know, these games can always go either way. And and what if they used a new strategy that now the person that they're playing against knows what they're going to do? You know, especially in StarCraft, there's a lot of, you know, back and forth. And so it's so crazy. And um, so anyway, again, a little story, but annoying. And from a tournament organizer who I, I have retired because I couldn't stand even running tournaments with 20 or 30 people in it. Tournament goers are incredibly abrasive. And if everything doesn't work out perfectly in their favor, they will let you hear it and they will come back at you. And man, I, I, I can't imagine what it's like to do one like this. that has real money and real implications. Now, this one was a little bit of a bigger one. This was, this was considered part of the 2018 StarCraft II season. So this had to be done right. And so I, I understand their decision to, to redo all the brackets. But man, that's such a major flub. I mean, that's and that's one thing that it just cannot happen. And unfortunately, it did. And it's, yeah, it, it's it's a rough one. But anyway, it's it's StarCraft II tournaments. It's it's real money. It's a real big deal. Like these things have to be done properly. And what I only know tournaments from the fighting game community side, but those people were ridiculous. I I, I even did a tournament. Um, Amon Green was doing a Madden tournament a, a couple years ago, like a year and a half ago, and I was doing the shout casting for that. And I went to start set up the stream, and two guys started playing. I said, "Hey guys, hold on, I gotta get the stream set up." And they just kept playing, like they just straight up didn't listen. And I was like, "Okay." So as I'm hooking up the HDMI box, it flickered the screen for like a second. It blacked out and then came back on. And they, the one dude just looked at me like I was, like I just murdered his cat or something. And he's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" What are you? I'm like, I, I told you flat out, I had to set up the stream. I said, "Don't start playing. I'm setting up the stream." You guys started playing. That's on you. And so anyway, he ends up losing that game and he just was stink eyeing me the whole day and i'm like dude like first of all i'm i'm part of a charity event here we're raising money and stuff like that like don't give me a hard time it wasn't my event also and i just wanted to be like plus we were trying to set it up and record it and stream it like why wouldn't you want that on there i don't know and the guy was kind of a tool bag anyway but i mean clearly based on his behavior but that that was like just a horrible experience and that was a minor hiccup for a second imagine how pissed off you would be if you won a match and then they're like oh we got to redo it we got to redo the whole thing i would be mad not just for based on time and you know that sort of thing but also because i won I already won and it's hard sometimes like to not shake the jitters and not to feel extra pressure because you already won and now you have to win again. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there, um, but it was just kind of straight. And then in sort of a related, cause we're sticking with the esports theme here um, in a sort of related note, and this is more of a local story as well. So the, the NFL leading tackler is Blake Martinez. He is a linebacker for the green Bay Packers. So right here in town where we are, and he was telling a story recently. He, he actually plays a lot of Dota 2, like a ridiculous amount. And he's apparently really good, and his team wins a decent amount. So he actually plays a lot. That's like his, his hobby, which is awesome. I think that's – that's it's, it's strange to me, though, as well, because obviously somebody like him, I think he's like 23 years old. So I have to think about that sometimes. Like when I think of football players, you automatically assume that they're like – you assume that they're these adult men that are older than you. But as I as I approach older age, I'm now 36, I realize most athletes are younger than I am. And, and so obviously they're going to be into the games. Uh, games are a big part of a lot of NFL players' lives. And that, there was stories a couple years ago about how Aaron Rodgers and some of the guys would play like Settlers of Catan and stuff like that, which was awesome. So uh, Blake Martinez plays a lot of Dota 2, and he plays under the name Packer Nation 50. So that's, that's, and that's his number. So that's, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm a Packer player. This is my, so everyone knows who he is. However, he was, uh, he was telling a story about his original screen name. 
So this is his story. Um, uh, a buddy of his made an account for him. And the account's name was, and I'm going to dance around this as much as possible. So understand this is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bleep around it. So it's, uh, it's P U blank, blank, Y F U blank, blank E R 69. So blank C blanker 69. That was the most difficult linguistic acrobatics I've ever had to do around something like that. So, uh, and you can look it up. It's a great story. So this was Blake Martinez's quote about it. Literally for six months, I didn't know I could change it. He said, so I had people at Stanford that were like, I heard you were playing Dodo. What's your username for six months? I kept saying to them, I don't know. I don't know my username. You should just give me yours (laughs) because he was so embarrassed by how stupid it was. Um, so, and then of course it was verified that it was indeed his count his, his account, and he has a 70.69% win rate as Luna. Uh, I don't play Dota, so I don't know what that means, but apparently that's really impressive. Uh, <laughs> so he, and he apparently decided to change it back to the original one for a draft show match at the event that they won. So congratulations, Blake Martinez, on being a good Dota player and on having, you know, a ridiculous username, which... I'm trying to think if I ever had anything like that. I was I was never that brazen, I guess. I always like to have cool names. So I think whenever you are playing a game and you create players, you either go with cool or funny. And I think the same thing goes when you go for an online avatar, which would also con- be considered like email addresses or usernames. You go for what you think is cool or you go for what you think is funny. I think that's really the two ways that you people decide to make usernames. So like my older brother... He, he, his email address for the longest time was I stuck yo mama. <laughs> and so when, when we had to send him emails, like he used to have to put that down on things. He had to put that down on paper. So he had to make a new one that was like his legit one because like that email address is bonkers. Um, but anyway, uh, so, so it was just kind of funny though. So it's local news being a Packer player. It's gaming news cause it's about Dota and it's hilarious because we've all just, done stupid things in the, in the, in the name of anonymous, you know, in being anonymous. So, uh, but great story there. I thought, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, another quick little story, uh, two, two more quick stories and then we're toast for the day already. Um, but, uh, this, this one, I don't know where this came out of because I totally forgot this was even happening, but the president of Showtime, the TV network swears that the Halo TV show is still happening. So TV Guide apparently recently spoke to Showtime's president and CEO, David Nevins, and asked what was up. This is actually surprising that TV Guide asked this because I don't know why they would. But they asked what was up with the Halo series that got announced uh, a while back. And they said it's still in very active development. The executive uh, stressed that he's seen scripts, something you'd hope might uh, have happened in the four and a half years since it was originally announced. Um, and if you and if you kind of look back at the... Um, the timeline of everything here, it was actually E3 of 2013 when they announced it. So that's going on. It'll be five years come this summer that they originally announced. Uh, that was when 343 took over development of Halo and revealed a collaboration in the works between it, Microsoft, Steven Spielberg, and, well, they were just said it was going to come to TV and then originally landed on Showtime. So that was like a big deal. I mean, and in 2013, like Microsoft was riding a big high, like there was a lot of good, good stuff going on there. And so like to have Halo and then a TV show, like it seemed kind of like they could do essentially no wrong, you know, really. Um, 
but then it obviously just kind of disappears. And normally with TV and, and movies are really strange that way. Like they can disappear. And then all of a sudden you'll read tomorrow production started filming starts in a month and we're good to go. You know, just really, it moves fast. But, um, so let's see, uh, here's some of the news. So, uh, there's been a live action web series, which is called halo forward onto dawn, which was okay. Um, uh, and then there was a halo nightfall. Uh, it, the premium cable adaptation appears to remain highly vaporware at the moment. Uh, that's what this article I'm reading says. Uh, and so and halo five came out in 2015, which is, I, that's actually hard to believe. That's almost three years ago now. And so it, it, you start to think like, well, then maybe it's never coming out, but apparently Showtime says it is. So I, I personally am not a Halo guy. Uh, I don't really have any interest in it, but I hope if they do a Halo TV series, it would actually follow Master Chief at some point, though. Like, I think that is something that the fans want. That's the story they want. And I don't think they just want some generic Spartan story. I just, I don't think that's what people want. People don't want the extended universe. They want Master Chief. That's what made the game great. He's the one who people gravitate to. Um, so apparently that's still happening and who knows? Uh, I don't, I don't care. I probably won't even watch it, but, <laughs> but it's happening. So it is a thing. Um, and then lastly, this, so this was, this is actually kind of a big one. And there's actually two parts to this because the, the story that was released, and this is all about, um, this is all about spin, right? Like it, this always frustrates me when it comes to, uh, gaming, um, journalism, I guess is the best way to say it. So in, in gaming journalism, you have typically a lot of fanboys still. So you have certain sites that lean certain ways. So you'll have a, you'll have a website like, um, N4G, which in itself is not a news site. It's a, compilation of people submitting news articles but you have people uh like there's a there, there, the recent news was that over the holiday season sony and the playstation 4 sold 5.9 million units which is incredibly impressive um they have sold let's see uh and then there were 55.9 million games sold during the holiday uh and playstation plus subscriptions has reached 31.5 million so sony's playstation division is just kicking ass it's doing great um uh, they've now PS4 has now sold globally 73.6 million units as of December 31st. So the PS4 has sold 73.6 million units, um, which is just, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, as far as the games, they sold 55.9 million this holiday season and a total of 645 million games cumulatively sold as of December 31st. So that's incredible. That's just an amazing number. You know, congratulations to them. Um, and there's a lot of positivity and negativity around it because you have Xbox fanboys who are like, well, there was a price drop. Of course it's going to sell well. Well, the Xbox one had a price drop as well, but whatever. You also had heavy competition. You had people buying the switch. You had people buying the Xbox one, like essentially all systems are successful at this point. All three, you know, you have the switch is really tearing it up. The PS4 is doing well and Xbox is still selling well, even though it's not, it's the lowest of the three. It's still selling well. It's still making money. So, I mean, so incredibly, um, you know, incredibly impressive numbers. So, and in all of 2017, there were 20.2 million PS4 sold up from 2016, which was a total of 17.5. So you say all that, right? So you're like, okay, that's really cool. Good job, Sony. Congratulations. And then you have a Polygon article. So 
Polygon it typically is an Xbox preferred site. And again, I don't care. You know, I, if, if you if people prefer Xbox and they want to go somewhere where people prefer Xbox, then Polygon's typically the place you go. So this was their headline <laughs> for this exact same article with all the numbers I just read you. Here was Polygon's headline. PlayStation 4 holiday sales dip slightly. <laughs> That's their headline. That's so you're like, oh god, oh man, the PlayStation did bad, right? You know, because this is all this this clickbait, like like say something about the uh, you know the worst part about whatever. And then the the caption is hardware was down, but software was up. And then so the article just says Sony today announced that it sold 5.9 million PlayStation units during the holiday season. This figure is down slightly from the company's 2016 performance when it sold 6.2 million units. Uh, and then it goes on to say, oh, but it sold 73.6 year to date. It's past the 70 million mark. Uh, this includes the PS4 Pro, and then so then, they, but basically the first little snippet and the title were were leading you to believe that like the PS4 did not do well, and it's it's frustrating to me when they when they angle some of that because true competition, okay, as as somebody who prefers the PlayStation brand. I still want Microsoft to do well. I want the Xbox to do well. I want people that buy an Xbox to be happy with what they bought. Like you should never like want someone who likes something else to not be happy with what they bought. Like what kind of stuff is that? You know, like what kind of attitude is that to have? Um, but anyway, so, you know, this is, they go through and they, and they regurgitate all the numbers. Um, but all of a sudden Microsoft has been very mum on announcing sales figures for the Xbox one in 2017. Um, and, and they've been kind of weird about it, but oftentimes that's how it is when people don't want to be comparing numbers. Right. So, and it is, I also don't think it's a numbers game necessarily. Like, I don't think the PlayStation four selling more than the Xbox one means it's a better console. And I know that's going to sound like really stupid. Um, but what, what makes a console good is if you like it, I guess is what I want to say. So you've got, um, you know, it, the Xbox is not a failure. Okay. And while I don't prefer it and I don't use mine and I don't want to use mine for the most part, I, I don't have any issue with that. Like, like I, I don't think the Xbox sucks. You know, I say that very often. I don't think in my opinion, I don't like it as much as I like the PlayStation four. That's my opinion. So I prefer to play the PS four. So I buy the PS four and I play the, I buy the PS four games and I play everything on PS four. And I have reasons for that, but that's how I feel. Microsoft people who like the Xbox have no problem with that. And if they like that experience better then that's allowed, you know, and this, this fanboyism is like a, a larger issue. I think that we really suffer from, and I'd really like to see, I'd really like to see us get away from that, but it's not just video games. Like we're so split on everything. It's not, I have my opinion, you have yours and we're good. It's I'm right. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. And, and it's not just, it's politics. It's, I mean, it's been going on forever. When I was a kid, it was Nintendo versus Sega. It was Ford versus Chevy. It was, I mean, you know what I mean? Like it hasn't, it's kind of always been like that, but not, I feel like not as full of vitriol as it is today. Like now it's, it's not only do I like what I like and you like what you like, and that's what it is. It's, I like what I like. And if you like what you like, then you're stupid and you're an idiot and you're wrong. And that, that's, what's crazy. You know, people are allowed to have opinions for crying out loud. Like just who cares? You know, if you don't agree with it, that's fine. You know, like right now I've been, I've been getting into a lot of scuffs with, um, with my guys at work because both Dave and Dom don't want to buy the Nintendo switch. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm not a Nintendo fan at all, but I have to give them credit where credit's due. And the switch is an awesome system. In fact, um, my recommendation I think is going to be Mario Odyssey today because I've been playing it recently and it just kicks ass, but you've got, so 
they're upset because the Wii U burned them. And I totally get it, right? So, like, the Wii U burned you. And so you don't want to buy it. But this is not the system to sleep on if you're mad at Nintendo. And I understand if you didn't like the Wii and you didn't like the Wii U. You didn't like how all that stuff. You didn't like the Wii because it was just bloated with bullcrap. You didn't like the Wii U because it didn't have anything to play. And then the Switch is the perfect middle of what you want between those two systems. I love it's it's a great idea of a of a home console handheld hybrid. It's a very good piece of hardware. Don't sleep on the Switch. But I but you know what? And so I tell them this and and I think sometimes their reasons for why they don't like the Switch are a little are a little weird and a little bit obnoxious, but I let them have their opinions, of course. And I just say, you know what? I think you're missing out, man. Don't sleep on it. I think you're missing out. And that's it. I let it be because they're allowed to have that opinion, even if I don't agree with it. But that's what makes us all great is we're all different. And that's why there's three gaming consoles that are popular and doing well right now, because everyone has their own opinion of what they like, what's important to them. Right. So anyway, um, that is the showgram for today. Uh, a little bit shorter than usual, but I'll be honest, like I'm struggling to find really interesting news stories, guys. It's, it's, it's been tough, but uh, I always uh, have a good time chat with you. I mean, honestly, I've got a saying that says no news is good news. I kind of dig on when there isn't a whole bunch of negativity going on and there aren't a whole bunch of lawsuits and there aren't a whole bunch of other things going on. So it is what it is, but uh, my game recommendation, as I stated just a, a few minutes earlier, is Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch. So if you don't have a Nintendo Switch, uh, you can't play it, sorry, um, but it is an incredible game. I've been very impressed by it. It is, uh, it's a little shorter than I thought it would be, and I know that there's a lot of end game uh, extra moons to get, and there's a lot of extra challenge after everything goes on, but as far as the main core going through the levels, beating the levels, beating the bosses... It's kind of short. I'm probably going to clock in at about 10 hours for beating that. And I'm not just rushing through the game. Like I'm going around every level and getting every moon that I can, like what that I know of that. I like if I see something, I explore the whole level. I mean, obviously I'm missing some, but I explore the whole level. I do everything I can to get the most moons possible in every level in like new, new donk city. I think I got them all. Um, but the game, uh, you know, my only real gripe about the game is that it, it is a 3D Mario game and sometimes the controls are ass. And so sometimes like you'll jump onto a wall and you're expecting to grab onto the ledge and you don't. You just slide down the wall and you're like, OK. And then sometimes you grab onto the ledge and you press like up and B to like jump up it or to crawl up. And then he'll wall jump off the wall backwards. And you're like, what? So sometimes the controls are inconsistent, uh, but overall a very fun game. And it's it's what makes a Mario game brilliant oftentimes is its simplicity and it's ramp up in difficulty. So you'll have an easy game where like a little kid, a five-year-old could run around and still jump on things and interact with things and solve puzzles. But then you get to a point where there's a boss fight where even I feel like, okay, okay, I, I figured out what I had to do quickly. Now I just have to do it. And, uh, and, uh, so I, you know, I haven't really struggled with anything in the game, but I've certainly died a few times here and there. And I don't think any bosses have got me yet. I think just the, there's a large dragon near the end. He killed me once because I was, I was doing my final butt stomp to kill him. And as I went for the final butt stomp, he like came out of his stun phase and I butt stomped into him and he killed me. But, uh, uh, other than that, it is really cool. What I like the most about it, I think, is that, and I was saying this on the the Have At You podcast last night, but like a game like Mario Odyssey, I okay when when achievements and trophies first came on to PlayStation and Xbox, I always felt like I would do interesting or really cool things that should get trophies and they never did. Like, oh, I just jumped on enemy's head and killed him and did a head. I just headshot every guy in this level, but that's not an achievement or that's not a trophy. 
everything I do in Mario Odyssey that should lead to a secret leads to a secret. And it's, it's really, really satisfying. So I will jump over a ledge, see another ledge, and then I'll do like a backflip over to it and get there. And then I fall off the side and there's a little ledge that's got like a hidden thing. Every time that I, f- I see that like this should be something over here, there is, you know, not like a lot of games where you just have like assets that are there and you can get behind something, but there's no secret back there. Everything that I've done in Mario has that secret where I think it should be. And and I think that's just awesome. And so you find a lot of hidden things and it's, it's really great when you find them on your own and uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. So, uh, I highly recommend it. If you have a switch, play it. If you don't have a switch, I can't say it's necessarily a system seller, but it's probably the best 3D Mario game since Sunshine and Mario 64. I'd have to say uh, the only issue it not being multiplayer, which Super Mario 3D World for the Wii U was like a four-player 3D Mario game, and that was pretty cool. But just everything about this, like the 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 hat mechanic taking over enemies, you know, it's almost like Mario mixed with Kirby. And but it, but it's, it really works. It really works well. So uh, as always, I appreciate you so much for listening. I hope everybody has a great day. Have a happy New Year as we are now welcoming in. Uh, 2018 with open arms. Uh, no celebrities have died yet. We've made it a whole nine days. So uh, we don't have to listen to people uh, complaining about how crappy 2018 is yet. And um, it's pretty good for the most part. If you are listening to this on YouTube, I'd love for you if you could just smash that subscribe button. We would so much appreciate the uh, the, the following. If you're listening on SoundCloud or on iTunes, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, if you want to, you can go to droprate.life or just go to YouTube and search for the drop rate and you'll find us on there and you can subscribe to us. We'd really appreciate it. Um, we're going to be moving the have at you podcast is essentially finished and we're going to be moving the official drop rate podcast, um, to, uh, to like, like, um, having basically rebranding it as the drop cast. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. That's a really, really good podcast to do with the other guys. It's a little more fun because it's, it's us bouncing off each other as opposed to this one where it's just me kind of talking to you like a, like a newscaster or something. But again, thank you as always for listening. You guys are great. I love doing this and I hope you guys like listening and we hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you later.